Welcome to A Way Through, brought to you by Archway Academy, where education meets recovery. Archway is a sober high school in the sunny heart of Houston, Texas. We meet the individual educational needs of teens recovering from substance use disorder with care, compassion, respect, and rigor. Archway is the largest recovery high school in the nation, and we are here to remind you that you may not be able to see it now, but something different is possible. This is A Way Through. Hello, and welcome to A Way Through. My name is Jamie Edwards, and I'm filling in for Sasha today. In today's episode, we are talking about teen cannabis use and one mom's fight against the cannabis industry. We will also discuss how families who might be struggling with this issue can find help and support. If you haven't listened to previous episodes of A Way Through, I invite you to start now. We ask that you subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We also ask you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and to follow us on Instagram at Archway Academy and on Facebook at Archway Academy HTX. Our message on a way through is that you may not be able to see it now, but something different is possible. There is a way through teen substance use and mental and behavioral health issues. When you subscribe, like, or share our podcast, it enables others to hear our message reminding students and worried families in the throes of teenage substance use that there are viable options for restoring their child's physical, mental, emotional, and academic health. Today's guest is Aubrey Adams. She is the director of the Every Brain Matters community and the developer of Citizens for a Safe and Healthy Texas. She is also an advocate and author, and most importantly to us, she is a mom to one of our wonderful seniors. Welcome, Aubrey. We are so glad to have you join us. Thank you for having me. So glad to be here. All right. So we're just going to jump in. And your story is very interesting. I want to start with having you tell us why you moved to Houston, Texas, and where you're from. Well, I'm I'm from Pueblo, Colorado, which is ground zero for the marijuana expansion movement. And that movement harmed my family and my community. And the effects of marijuana were minimized there and not understood. So there wasn't a lot of resources and help. Um, We did get some help because of one of my other kids' substance use problems, psychosis from these marijuana products. Um, I had found Houston, Texas and Archway Academy through um, getting involved with my community. And I called Sasha on the phone one day, and that started my journey with learning about Houston and how how Houston's ground zero for the youth recovery movement. And um, I just knew I could not, my son was in multiple treatment centers. Um, This last one he was in was in California. I knew that I could not bring him back to Colorado. Um, He was not progressing there. He was on a pathway of destruction and the community factors in, in Pueblo opened that pathway for him and actually made it very slick for him to slide into, you know, possible death. And I knew I had to change his environment. So I was very excited to learn about Archway Academy and the Houston recovery community. And so I brought him here way back in 2016 
and he he got better. So we have definitely benefited um, from this whole community. Our in Archway is a big part of that. Um, my younger son actually is the one who attends Archway Academy, and it's uh, good to share um, with the viewers that when they say substance use or addiction is a family disease, it, it truly is. Um, not only do I say it's a family disease, but I say it's a community disease, and now it's a country disease. And um, advocate that the country needs to work a recovery program now. But my my younger son was affected by the substance uh, misuse in our family, and and as a result, he had some difficulties. Um, he has um, does not have a, a substance use disorder. He has never touched a drug in his life, but he attends Archway Academy because. They help with mental health issues and trauma and um, depression, anxiety, and all the things that come along with this issue. So he has benefited greatly. Um, when we brought him, when I brought him here and I moved here in 2018 to join my older son, my younger son was definitely, he was shut down. You know, he wasn't really connecting with anybody because he was, he had been through a lot and it took time. But in time, he's really blossomed and he he has developed so many wonderful skills because of Archway Academy and the, the recovery community he's part of. We love him. He is a fantastic leader here on campus. It's great to hear you say that about Archway and what it is that we do, because uh, certainly we are a recovery school. Absolutely. But recovery from mental and behavioral health issues, as well as substance use. And so we have kids all along that continuum. Uh, and we do try to be a safe space for them and, and provide a place where they can get the recovery supports they need, uh, along with a quality education. You all do achieve that. Thank you for that. Absolutely. My second question to you is, what is your message to families who have a child that is using marijuana? I would get really educated on it. You can, um, and not with the pro-marijuana community, with um organizations like mine, Every Brain Matters, and you go to everybrainmatters.org. I would do everything you can to learn about it and get in the way of your kids' substance use uh, problems or marijuana use. No amount of marijuana is safe for a youth brain. We know with marijuana, one hit can cause addiction off a vape. One hit off a joint can cause addiction because it's such high potency, high, high concentrated THC now. And we know even one or two hits can cause a psychotic episode or 50 hits or a hundred hits could do it, but it's unpredictable, this drug um, of who it's going to affect and who it's not going to affect. We definitely know this high concentrated marijuana that's been legalized in other States is definitely made marijuana more dangerous and more accessible than other ever. So I would take any marijuana use from any adolescents very, very seriously and do the work to help them and get them support. Um, so they're not using. Very good. Thank you. So you recently had an op-ed that was featured in USA Today and Yahoo News. Can you tell us a little bit about that article? Yes, that article, um, we were really blessed to get it published. What it's doing is it's calling out Colorado um, because 
both sides of the political aisle got together in Colorado because there were so many families harmed by the industry's products. Um, The industry is completely out of control. It's harming Democrats and Republicans there. 50 organizations came together to get a bill for more accountability with the industry. It was grueling work for the people that did it. When an industry has a lot of power and money, they don't like to hear the families. They don't like to hear from the people that they're actually harming. But it was a miracle that they got this bill passed. Um, I was behind the scenes given support. I went and testified there. And my message was pretty much it's about time, you know, because when I started talking about this about in 2015, they told me more people had to be harmed to or anybody to pay attention. But so the opt-ed is about me thanking Colorado, saying that. Marijuana legalization is destroying families. We've got to do better than this. And thanking the people from Colorado that that they got this bill passed. And, and I know there's more to come. So this was just the beginning of the pushback to the industry. Very good. With your personal experience and the fact that it really hits home because it's the impact that it's had on your on your family your kids. I know that's been behind your work in developing uh, the nonprofit that you work with and some of the other organizations that you've helped develop and write curriculum and things like that, which we're going to talk about later in the interview. But I do, I do want to start with you telling us about Every Brain Matters. Well, since I learned so much from the recovery community in Houston, and I was, I've been helping um, other states and even contacting people from other countries, they really don't have the basic principles of what recovery means. And there's kind of a lot of misinformation out there. So I felt very blessed to learn what I learned and, and to really understand not only the recovery part, but the effects of marijuana. So I literally developed an Every Brain Matters community, which is for support, advocacy, and science. So it has something for everybody that is not just an organization. It's really a place to come to either get support for your loved ones or yourself, to find out the correct information that's science-based, and to advocate if you want to stand up for your communities and not allow this addiction for profit predatory marijuana industry to set up shops in your community. Um, so that's what it is. And um, and we're growing every day. And we're very um, proud of what we've done. And, and from that, Um, We have some Every Brain Matters support groups. Um, We have what we call a climbers meeting every Wednesday night with professionals where parents come together and learn the steps and um, learn how to respond and not react to our loved ones that may be having a problem. Through that, my friend was telling me, and maybe you're about to ask me this next, but was telling me about Marinon. And so, I mean, if that's the next question, I'll answer it, but I can tell you about it now. I'd love to hear more about it. We always want to offer our parents and our listeners as much information as we can to support them. So please tell us about Marinon. So through the Every Brain Matters support community, um, my friend was telling me that Marinon existed and I had never heard of that. I knew, I know Al-Anon, I've attended Al-Anon meetings, um, but he's like, no, it's, it's like Al-Anon, but for marijuana. And um, a group of moms had started it back in the nineties. And then a, a lady um, who had a spouse that um, was addicted to marijuana um, started a website and an online chat 
and I believe she's from Oregon. And so I was like, Bart, we, we've got to start some online meetings, you know, where it was during COVID, everything was shut down, but people were still, you know, marijuana didn't stop <laughs> affecting people during COVID, you know, um, all these mental health issues and substance use disorders were still growing, unfortunately. So we started online Maranon meetings and our group is now over 600 members. And we have five online meetings a week right now. And literally we have one to five families join every day. That's incredible. That's incredible. And so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to link all this in our show notes, but can you just really quick for our listeners, tell us exactly where they can find those meetings? Sure. Maranon is M-A-R hyphen A-N-O-N dot com. And I believe you can get to it through dot org too. I usually log on to the dot com site. There's a great resource page on Maranon that talks about, you know, the effects of marijuana. And then Every Brain Matters is everybrainmatters.org. You can send me an email at everybrainmatters at gmail.org, or there's um, a way to sign up for our newsletter there. And I really appreciate anybody who could sign up, but contact me um, and would love to help you. You were telling us, Aubrey, about Every Brain Matters and giving us some of the, the links and the information. Again, those will be in the show notes. But I want to ask you, because uh, I think you also have a Texas organization that works on the effects of marijuana and policies and things around that. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, the the name of the group is Citizens for Safe and Healthy Texas. You can find it at safehealthytexas.org. And actually what we're working on lately, um, we're speaking out against policies. And one of the major problems Texas is having right now is actually with the hemp industry. The hemp industry are proving to not be good players and they're acting just like the predatory addiction for profit marijuana industry. Um, in Colorado. So what they're doing is they're taking all these CBD products that they have and they're converting them into different variants of THC. In the gas stations and the smoke shops, we have these Delta 8 THC, Delta 10 THC, Delta 12 THCO products that are just really accessible to our kids. And they're not safe for anybody to use at any age. They're putting them in vapes. And unfortunately, we um, kids are, are dying from it. They become very psychotic and they usually end up dying by suicide. And I unfortunately just attended a memorial last week where a mom I was in touch with um, asked me to speak at her son's memorial because I had been helping along the way and developed a friendship with her and her son. And um, he did achieve a good amount of sobriety, um, but his brain just kept calling for the drug again. And unfortunately, he was suffering a lot. And that's what that's what marijuana does. It, it causes suffering and disconnection and hijacks the brains of our loved ones. And it's really important to know that increasing accessibility to these products is not a solution. It's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, certainly you see that everywhere you turn, there's a vape shop every few feet. It seems like at least in the area of Houston that I live in, And uh, it's always amazed me that they have these products so readily available in grocery stores and 
Of course, we know that a lot of the marketing and stuff, though not readily acknowledged, is geared toward teens. Yeah, they purposely target teens, just like the tobacco industry did, because they know they're the most vulnerable and that they can hook them faster. And and that's exactly what the vapes are designed to do. They are purposely designed to give a fast hit of a high concentrated THC or high concentrated nicotine, because nicotine will addict the brain too and start the addiction process. But yeah, these vapes are made by elite drug dealers, predators that, that target our children and want to addict them so they have more customers because that's how they profit. It's addiction for profit economics is what it is. Well, that leads into a couple of questions that I wanted to ask you regarding, and you've already mentioned one of them, cannabis-induced psychosis. So I'm going to kind of put two questions together here. Can you tell us and our listeners a little bit about what cannabis-induced psychosis is, what that means? And then can you also tell us about CHS and the impact of that on our teens and loved ones? Absolutely. Thanks for asking that. So cannabis-induced psychosis is a break from reality induced by the THC in the marijuana or cannabis plant. So symptoms of that can be paranoia, delusions, hallucinations, irrational thoughts and behaviors, like real radical thoughts, seeing, hearing things that aren't there. So these episodes of psychosis that can be induced from marijuana um, can last a few minutes or they can last months. Many drugs can cause psychosis, can induce a psychotic episode, but marijuana is the worst offender. And the science shows that out of all the drugs, marijuana has the highest conversion rate to to permanent or chronic psychosis, which is schizophrenia or bipolar with psychosis. And that's a piece of information that I really try to get out there because marijuana you know, like any mind altering drug changes our loved ones, especially our kiddos, but it can permanently change them forever. And this is a a drug that has not been legalized for a very specific reason. And that's one of the reasons. An article just came out from London, Sir Robin Murray, who is probably the leading expert um, about psychosis and schizophrenia in the whole world, stated it's 100% that THC and marijuana is a causal factor for psychosis and schizophrenia. He said one third of his patients he sees in South London would not have schizophrenia if it wasn't for their marijuana use. Wow. Those are some big numbers. Yes. It is a causal factor. A hundred percent. The science, you know, when you look at science, you can have mild science, moderate science, or strong science. The science is undeniable, strong, and I'm connected to experts around the world and they write letters to legislators. They, they do podcasts, they do webinars, they do everything they can to get this information out. And unfortunately, a lot of legislators ignore them. And I've been part of letter writing campaigns. I've lobbied on the Hill. I've done stuff to provide this education. So it's really important that the families and the parents get together to understand this information, to hold people accountable and be able to elect people that have our health and safety as the key priority um, in our communities. So that's why I'm driven to do what I do. 
Right. And thank you so much for what you do do. Are there some sites that parents could go to or family members could go to to look for signs and symptoms that would be indicative of the marijuana-induced psychosis? Yes. And 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 if you are thinking your, your child is having a psychotic episode, it's important to call a professional, um, a psychiatrist, or, you know, even somebody like at a recovery high school first. And then um, in Every Brain Matters, we have a science section, like a library, and you okay. can go down and you can read. I have like all the science gathered on one page. So you can read. And we just actually had another study come out yeah. that is it's just that the evidence is just mounting. There's another site, another website that I like to promote, and it's run by professionals. And I'm going to, they're called Isaac, I-A-S-I-C-1.org. So Isaac is an organization of international experts on cannabis who have um, guided, who are guided by medical and science to provide accurate and honest information. And so if you go to IASIC1.org. They also have a library, but Every Brain Matters has it too. And if you go to our library, you'll be able to look at ours and then even be um, routed to theirs on that on my website. Perfect. Thank you so much. So tell us about CHS. So CHS is uh, called cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. And what is happening um, since marijuana is more concentrated and potent? Now, this ha- this the psychosis and the hyperemesis, which is severe vomiting, did happen with low concentrated, low potent marijuana. But now that marijuana is so potent, they're seeing CHS, cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome, as a very common diagnosis in every ER in America, especially in legalized states. It can happen with CBD products and THC products. It's not just the THC. And what it is, is that the endocannabinoid system of our body, which has the receptor sites for marijuana, um, gets overloaded and it can't function correctly. So it's a toxicity of the body caused by marijuana and our body tries to vomit it out. Just like if you were drinking a bunch of alcohol and you're vomiting, your body's trying to get rid of it because it's at a toxic level. Is it like a cannabis poisoning, like alcohol poisoning? It is. It's like a cannabis poisoning. And, And what the problem is with this syndrome is marijuana, the the cannabinoids in the marijuana plant are fat soluble. So it adheres to the fat in our bodies. So we don't necessarily get rid of it fast enough where alcohol is a water soluble drug. So you can, you know, get better, easier within a few hours or a few days with cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. It could be months before you recover. And these people are in and out of the hospital constantly because They can't eat, they can't drink, they can't keep fluids or food down, and they get very dehydrated. Their potassium levels go down and they can go into heart and kidney failure very fast. And unfortunately, we are losing people. This is is causing deaths too. And I personally know a mom who lost her son. I know two moms that have lost their son to this condition. And I know another family whose son, I think he's been hospitalized over 20 times because of it. So marijuana is not safe. And this condition is not just in adolescence, it's with adults too. 
And it is toxic. It's very important information that the general public doesn't know. So I really appreciate the opportunity you allowing me to share this. We're, we're grateful to have you on here. So very grateful. And to have you speak to families and parents. And, you know, so much of this information, like you said, is just not readily available. And, and oftentimes those of us of a particular age think, oh, you know, marijuana, it's been around forever. And a lot of people smoked weed when, when they were kids of the 70s and 80s. But I've heard you mention several times now that the THC levels maybe of the 70s and the 80s is very different from the THC levels and the cannabis that's that's being produced and grown today. Can you speak to that a little bit? Maybe expand on that? Yeah. So it's been this kind of war with the industry who can have the most potent products because it is addiction economics. So the higher potent the THC, the better chance the user's going to become addicted. And that's what they want. They make, you know, the addiction for profit industries make their money off the people that are addicted, not a casual user. So that's the purpose of it. They have products like where in the seventies, where a marijuana joint might be like, one to 2% milligrams of THC. Now we have products that are almost at 99% full of THC, 99 milligrams. You know, they even have a crystalline THC that looks like methamphetamine. It's like a crystal wow. that looks like meth. So if you see people on the street and they're smoking out of a pipe and it looks like crystal meth, or it looks like wax or something where that might be look like heroin, it's, it could be marijuana. So you don't even recognize what marijuana looks like. Now the industry has made it so much more dangerous than ever. And so one of the things that you just described is called dabbing, correct? Correct. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that? I know that's really popular with adolescents. And I, I think it's something that a lot of parents don't know about. Yeah. So dabbing is high concentrated THC that looks like oil or wax. Um, it can be called crumble, butter, shatter. They have different names for it. And they have those different names for it, just depending on the content of the air and the water that they add to the product. They usually put it in a vape. You know, they used to smoke it in a bong, but now that vapes are very popular and on the scene, that's what they put them in and they call them dab pins. And those need to be outlawed, period. They're, they're, just pure poison. And this, this high concentrated THC not only is so dangerous for our kids, but there's no proof it's uh, uh, safe for an adult brain to use either. And I know adults that have become psychotic from these dab pens, um, this high concentrated THC, and unfortunately have lost their lives because of it. So wow. it's, yeah, it's really, it's hard. On, it's hard on, they didn't make parenting any easier. This industry is not doing it. And our elected officials need to get some accountability so we can have some help. So at the end of this and included in our show notes, will you be able to guide parents as to like, there's probably a lot of parents that are listening that may want to reach out to their representatives. Could you point them in the direction of how to do that or... Absolutely. We we hold we'll we keep holding meetings, advocacy meetings, and we can teach parents how to do that. On Every Brain Matters, we have a professional writing letter campaign and we write the letters for them. So okay. they can copy and paste and just send it to them. We were we're doing one a month and um they can I 
add their own personal testimony too. If they're getting ready to testify or they just want to share their story, you know, please contact me. We can guide them through it. I've had mentors. I've testified. I can't even tell you in how many states. Um, When they hear from the parents, it stops the laws. When they hear from the youth, it really stops the laws. And we are getting more and more youth speaking up. On Every Brain Matters, I have testimonies to give hope from recovery from cannabis-induced psychosis or cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. And so that's why we want, you know, it's so devastating what's happening, but we also want to give hope. So the youth are starting to pick uh, speak up. And when the legislators hear them, it really stops them in their track and they pay attention. Very good information. Thank you. So I want to circle back to something that you said earlier in our interview, and you talked about not only working Maranon, but also Al-Anon and, and your own recovery program. Can you tell us why that's important for you? Because as you mentioned, substance use addiction is often viewed as a family disorder because everyone is impacted by the effects of it, whether you're the person that is consuming the substance or you're the one that loves them, right? So why do you work a program? Why is that important for you? What's what's some insight that you can give family members maybe who haven't found a program or haven't found that support that they need? Because so many times as a mother myself of someone who struggles with substance use disorder, so many times we feel isolated and alone, just like our loved one who feels isolated and alone in the disease. Um, we too. And, you know, the culture is that it doesn't make us easy. It does not make it easy for us to reach out and ask for help. And so why is it that you work a program and what does that do for you? Well, I just want to give kudos to the Houston recovery community because I didn't know what that was living in Colorado. That was just like working a program and all these terms we use in recovery were like learning a foreign language to me. And I'm like, why, you know, why, what are you talking about? A recover work in my own program. But I have learned from all the wonderful APGs, Archway Academy, the best thing you can do for your loved one who has either, you know, substance use disorder, mental health disorder, like you said, destructive behaviors is to dive into the 12 steps and the 12 steps have taught me so much on a daily basis. They have restored my sanity. Um, You know, I always joke with everybody. I don't have to smoke marijuana to jump on the crazy train. All you got to do is harm my kiddos. And I'm on the crazy train because I am like mama bear. You know, I don't want anybody harming my kids. I don't want anybody harming your kids. I don't want anybody preying on them. So the 12 steps has taught me how to take care of myself, how to focus on myself, how to um, stop being codependent. Well, I shouldn't say stop. I'm always going to be codependent, but I'm in recovery for my codependency and my controlling behaviors. And I didn't know what those were, but the 12 steps open my, they open my blind spots and show me what I can control and what I can't control and understanding what I can control and what I can't control has brought me freedom. It has brought me peace and serenity. And it's an everyday thing for me. Um, Some days when I fall short and I'm in my head and I'm not surrendering enough to my disease, 
to my program and I'm not accepting the situation I'm in, I realize I need to dive more into my program. I need to pick up the phone. I need to call my sponsor. I need to pick up the phone and call my mom squad. I need to talk to my peers that understand my situation. Just like our kids need healthy peers, the parents need healthy peers. Um, And unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of parents that don't understand this. So I have found that for right now in my life, even though I've been in this recovery, I've been working a program for going on four years now. Right now, I surround myself with peers. I only hang out with peers that that understand recovery because it keeps my sanity. But I have learned how to respond appropriately with people that don't understand. And it's not their fault. This is where they're at in their, their journey. So working a recovery program, working the 12 steps has been a lifesaver for me. And my one message to parents who are struggling with this is that that is the best thing they can do. Find a program that supports them. And, you know, so you and I have been talking about 12-step programs, but there are faith-based programs that do this. There are harm reduction programs. There are a lot of different family support programs along the full continuum. Yeah, you definitely need to find the program that that you connect with the best and not let all the naysayers stop you. Uh, and and I, I think I learned like one really good tip from my friend, Bart. He said, you know, if you show up for one meeting, you don't like it, make sure you show up for another five more and then make your decision if this is going to be for you or not. That's and right. then if it's not for you, try a different program because everybody's pathway to recovery is similar, but it can be different too. Yes, absolutely. Again, I want to circle back because you've mentioned it a couple of times now, and I think it bears repeating the time frame that you came to Houston. I think you said around 2016, correct? Well, my son came in 2016 and lived with other families, host families. And then I came in 2018 with my younger son. Okay. So then you're familiar and and maybe it's where you got your education in the uniqueness of the Houston adolescent recovery movement, but you're familiar with Generation Found? Yes. That's how I really learned about it. And I, I held a Generation Found event in my community in Pueblo, Colorado to try to wake that community up. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. And just FYI here, we would recommend that any family member who may be interested or any group or organization hold a viewing for Generation Found, which is a movie that Archway was blessed enough to be highlighted in that talks about the Houston adolescent recovery movement and the uniqueness of that and what alternative peer groups are and the role that they play in adolescent recovery, along with the fact that not only Houston, but Texas is unique and that we have the most recovery high schools of any state. Houston has two, us being one of them. And so we are very proud of the adolescent recovery movement here in Houston. We're super grateful that that you came here and are part of it and have expanded on that and that you are doing so much advocacy work and working with families and sharing your story. And so part of that you've mentioned earlier, your organization, Every Brain Matters. Do y'all also have recovery meetings that family members could get hooked up to? 
We do. We have the the climbers meeting every Wednesday and we have a monthly speakers meeting. And there's been a lot of youth sharing their experience, strength and hope on our monthly speakers meeting. Um, We have a pillar of recovery um, doctor who's going to be sharing next month, Dr. Um, Rex Marco, who unfortunately had a really bad accident one day and he is paralyzed from the neck down. And but he's still working a strong recovery program and giving a lot of hope. And so we are so excited that he's going to come give his inspiration to us, our community. And then even the month after that, we have a young man who's um, recovered from cannabis induced psychosis. So we have a lot of hope at Every Brain Matters. Also, we have open fellowship meetings the first and third Monday of every month where you can come and fellowship. We call it, it's just not pot anymore with Bart and Aubrey. And you can just come um, share and, and ask questions and, and we'll give some guidance and resources or just, you know, drink coffee together. My friend Bart, who does that with me, you know, he unfortunately has, um, he has lost his son to the effects of marijuana. So, but he works a strong recovery program and him and his wife, despite the tragic loss are every day giving hope and support to other families. Wonderful. We've covered a lot of ground here and we've talked about resources for family members. We've talked a little bit about getting educated in the current cannabis market. So we want to make sure that we include everything in the show notes and have that available before we close. Is there anything else that that maybe I didn't ask you about that you wanted to share about or inform our viewers about? I think we really covered everything. My main message to families and just to whoever's listening to this podcast is marijuana is a serious issue and the expansion of marijuana is really harming and destroying a lot of lives. And if we don't get on top of this and stop this expansion, they're not going to stop with marijuana. What the big thing now in Colorado is to legalize psychedelics like mushrooms and stuff. And they start with calling it medicine to get a sympathy vote. And then they have these, these elite drug dealers that want to set up shop in your neighborhood. I would just say that this is not a political issue. This is a public health crisis. And when you live in a community where every home can grow their own marijuana, it attracts kids. One of the things that happens is there are parents and other families that will take advantage of the kids in the neighborhood. And that happened with us. We need to pick our kids, our future over somebody's right to use. So promoting it is not a solution. We need to really change the culture, get the demand down. So every brain matters calls for a cultural change. And we are trying to do that through our logo. Our logo represents freedom from marijuana and drugs. And we want it to be known worldwide. So Every Brain Matters has a drug prevention store where we have a positive message. So if any of your viewers want to be part of that cultural change, please go to everybrainmatters.org, go to the store and purchase a t-shirt, purchase anything that you, a sticker, anything um, that you, you would like to use. As the marijuana and the drug culture expands, we will expand. We will continue no matter what policies are going on um, in any state, any country, in any neighborhood, we will keep on keeping on because we wholeheartedly know that every brain matters. Thank you so much. So you kind of covered my last question. 
uh, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Is there anything new that you are currently working on or any other sites where we could find you that you haven't shared? And again, we're going to link all of this in the show notes. I am currently working on um, PowerPoints and infographs and brochures or pamphlets that are easy, accessible, and easy to use that anybody can share at their doctor's offices, at their schools, um, at their home. Um, Even if your kiddo is kind of closed down and doesn't want to have the conversation, you can lay the pamphlet on the table and kind of leave it there and see if you can do some passive education with them. And then there's going to be PowerPoints there um, where anybody can take that PowerPoint and we give the wording and everything so we can start an army of of education and um, anybody, any lay person can pick it up and just read the PowerPoint to a group of people um, and start that movement. So um, look forward to that. It's under the education tab. You know, we have a, re- a recovery resource tab too, where we have great videos and Dr. Crystal Collier has has been writing articles for us. We just adore her. She is just wonderful. So she's, we've got, we just published another article for her where she gives great information. So yeah, the store education piece is probably key. And also I am recruiting families. I need you. Our legislators are hearing from the pro marijuana lobbyists all the time. They have a lot of funding. And they are in their ear all the time. We need to raise our voices. Please join us and please advocate for us. We make it simple for you because we know you're busy. We know you're working one or two jobs. You got kids you're raising. You got activities you're doing. You're just trying to make ends meet. So every brain matters is making advocacy simple. So if you get on my email list, we'll give you a simple task to say, copy and paste this letter send to your legislators. And then we give you a link to how to find your legislators. Or if you are social media, just like and share this post and you don't even have to comment or anything. And if you get some negative feedback or anything, you know, just share it because we, we need to raise our voices because our families matter, public health matters, and um, our kids matter because they are the future of our country and they need a good foundation and we can provide that for them. Yes, yes, and yes. Fantastic information. Do you have any any suggestions or uh, recommendations for parents maybe who want to approach cannabis use with their kids? Maybe they have a concern. Uh, maybe they're, we'll just say that, they have a concern. Do you have a, a method or approach that you recommend that families use or wording maybe? You know, I don't have a specific thing written up. I would say with the brochures we have is the best way because they answer all the hard questions. So if they, they just take like, what is cannabis induced psychosis? And they take that infograph that I've made and just say, what is it? How does it affect it? And just go through and read that and say, here you go. I'm sharing this to you because I love you. I understand you're going to make your own decisions, you know, and, and the first, the first article Dr. Crystal Collier wrote for us is what do I do if my, my kids using marijuana, the key points she makes in that, that article are wonderful. So I, I would recommend reading that article and going to the recovery resource page and, and just going down the line and reading what she, she has written. Also, I love that book, Monsters to Miracles by Dr. Annette Edens. And then the um, John Cates, Recovering Our Children. So those are other two things. But yeah, 
the Dr. Crystal Collier article is probably the best place to start. Okay, very good. Excellent. And Dr. Collier recently wrote a book that you can get on Amazon, and we'll put the name of that book in the show notes as well, along with the two that you just referenced. Again, I thank you so much for your time and the work that you're doing and coming on here to educate us about cannabis and uh, the impact that it's having and um, what families can do to address those issues. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for everything you guys do at Archway Academy. I'm so grateful for you. I never knew that my, my my kids would end up you know, part of this community. And um, it's been a lifesaver. It really has. And uh, we are, we are so grateful to belong to a community that accepts us. We really are. That's, that's all of it right there. We, we feel like everyone's family. Yeah. Sasha and the staff here at Archway do a great job with that. Thanks. Very good. Yeah. Thank you again. Have a great afternoon and we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to A Way Through, brought to you by Archway Academy. The views and opinions expressed by our guests on today's episode are those of the individual and do not necessarily reflect those of Archway Academy. To learn more about us and the topics we discussed, visit us at archwayacademy.org. You can also find us on Instagram at Archway Academy or on Facebook at Archway Academy HTX. Any links we mentioned and links to all of our guests on today's episode are just a tap away in the show notes. We look forward to meeting you here again on A Way Through.